You are listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org. I'm Tony Weimer. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Oakmont. I grew up in Oakmont. I've been coming to Riverside for uh, 12 years now. What brought me to Riverside my first time was uh, my best friend uh, in high school and junior high, Sean Truby, inviting me to come uh, to church and to see what Riverside was all about. At that time, when Sean first invited me to come, I, uh, I was Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I knew about God and knew who he was, but didn't really have a personal relationship with him. What got me from being invited to come to Riverside and actually becoming a follower of Jesus was uh, getting connected with youth group and showing up and being committed to being there and uh, just hearing more about God every Sunday and, and being in relationship with the people who were there on, on the week and during the week and, and throughout the week. Um, that gave me a hunger to understand God m- more and to know Him more and uh, just, to, just to dive into it. What made uh, Christianity in and um, becoming a Christian and wanting to follow Jesus click was that I knew that these people who, who followed Jesus had something that I didn't have. You know, they had a hope, they had a future, um, and I wanted to be a part of that. So an invitation was made by Donnie Marsh to, to follow Jesus and to accept him into my heart, and I did. The journey since I accepted Christ has been incredible. I went from someone who probably wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that invitation from somebody or wouldn't be wouldn't be sitting here in this spot without accepting Jesus. Um, right now I'm 26 years old. I've been married for three years uh, to my wife Erin. We have an eight-month-old daughter, Grace, and uh, I currently do ministry every day at Southeast Asia Prayer Center, which is here in Oakmont. I want to thank Tony and uh, the others that shared their stories with us this week in our invite series. And you'll notice a common theme in each of their stories, that there was somebody who was standing at the doorway to invite them to meet Jesus. And that's what this is all about, is helping people to find Jesus. That's why we exist. And today, to wrap up our series on invite, we are so fortunate to have a great friend of mine, a great communicator. Sam Farina, would you please give a nice warm welcome to Sam? Well, thank you so much. I was over at the mills earlier today and didn't get a chance to meet some of you that are watching in this service, but I got to meet Judy and Heidi and little Cooper, and uh, I now am meeting each one of you today, and uh, what a joy to uh, have met your kids just a minute ago, and uh, I know they're a joy to you, and, and uh, I hope I have a chance to meet each one of you at the close today. Let me just say that there are materials both at the mills and here of messages like today that can help you, not only you, but then you can use them to invite others to listen, and I would encourage you to pick those up and to make those part of your life, and they'll be available at the close. When I was a boy, 
How many of you had some dreams? How many of you thought you wanted to be something? Maybe you didn't become that, but uh, I was the kind of guy that every time the fire truck was sounding, I got on my bike. And if the fire truck was anywhere close enough, I would chase the fire truck on my bike and uh, I would try to find where the fire truck was stopping because I was fascinated by firemen. I, I loved firemen. I, if you're a fireman, uh, you're my hero, and uh, I just think you're great. But uh, I would chase, and every once in a while, I would have the privilege of getting there when the firemen were setting up, and I would stand back and just watch the whole thing, and then I got to visit the fire station and go down the pole. And it was uh, not too long ago that I met a retired fireman and he began to share the stories. He began to share some of his stories and I was into it. I was into it. And so I said, I said, okay, so tell me the most impacting story of your life. And he said, well, he said, uh, when we used what was called the fireman's oath, the fireman's oath. Oh man, now I'm into that. I'm thinking the fireman's oath. And he said, O-A-T-H. He said, remember that. He said, because the fireman's oath is not, is about what we do when we get to the fire. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And he said, uh, on the way to the fire, he said, we use, what we use is we use the buddy system, and on the way to the fire, we decide who's going to be the hell dweller and who's going to be the rope holder, okay? So now I'm thinking to myself, rope holder, hell dweller, huh? And uh, I'm thinking, this is going to, this is, he said, on the way to that fire, he said, I was... I decided that I would be the rope holder and that my partner would be the hell dweller. And he said, now you've got to understand something. He said, when you get to the fire, he said, it's not about the fire. It's about life. You get there and you look to save lives. If there's anybody alive, that's what you want to do. So he said, the first thing that the hell dweller does is the hell dweller goes into the house and goes to the hot spot of the fire. The hot spot of the fire. Well, I'm like, come on, come on. But he says what the rope holder does is the rope holder is responsible for making sure that the rope is connected well to the hell dweller and then the rope holder stays outside from the fire and he's there to be a lifeline to the hell dweller. So the hell dweller goes in and the first thing that the hell dweller does is yanks the rope once, which means okay. Remember the oath? Okay. Means everything's all right. And then they yank the rope twice because that means advancing. O-A, advancing. Now I'm starting to figure out what the fireman's oath is all about. So, so one yank, okay. Two yanks, advancing. Now what the hell dweller does, he explains, is he goes into the bedrooms and into wherever the hottest part of the fire is because what do little kids do when there's a fire? 
hide, right? They think they're going to be okay if they get under a bed or go into a toy box or into a closet. And so he, when, the, when the hell dweller gets to the, the hot spot in the fire, he yanks the rope three times, which means take up the slack. So now you've got the, you've got the rope tight because if anything goes wrong, he says if anything goes wrong, he's going to yank that rope three times, four times, as hard as he can, which means help. Trouble. Something's gone wrong. So he says, I'm, I'm out there. He's at the hot spot. I've taken up the slack. And he says, all of a sudden, I feel the four yanks of the rope. And he says, I know that something's going wrong. And he said, I start pulling the rope as fast as I can, trying to get my buddy out. But he says, I realize that I am not pulling a 195-pound fireman out of that fire. And he says, a little boy comes out on the end of the rope. And he said, I realized that what had happened was that my partner had gotten into that fire and apparently had seen that either the roof was going to collapse or the floor was going to collapse. And he knew that he couldn't get the little boy out that he had found hiding, that he had found hiding, little six-year-old boy. So he took the rope off and he attached it securely around that young child and then yanked the rope four times and... He said, I pulled that young boy out. And right away, right away, I'm asking, I'm asking the question. So what about your partner? And I could see tears come into his eyes. And uh, he said, uh, he didn't make it, didn't make it. I said, wow. I said, so what happened next? And he said, well, he said, I went back to the firehouse They assigned me a new partner. I said, wait, 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 wait. You you go back to the firehouse and they assign you a new partner? Yeah, yeah. He said, I said, there's got to be more to the story. Oh, oh, he said, you know, the next day, he said, they showed the picture of the little boy. The little boy lived. He said, we were able to save his life. We got him to the hospital. He was okay. Uh, there were some minor things, and, and they put his picture in the paper, and they put the picture of my partner in the paper who gave his life to save this little boy. And I said, and, and, and you were honored? No. I said, come on. I said, your picture was in the paper. They honored you. You were the guy that pulled the little boy out? No. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> no. I, I'm, like, I'm like, come on. And he goes, no, 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 no. He said, I'm just the rope holder. He said, I was just doing my job. He said, that's what I'm, that was my role. He said, and my partner was the hell dweller and he gave his life. And I was just blown away. And I, I went back to my room. I went back to my room, and I got to thinking about that. And all of a sudden, I got to thinking about a passage of Scripture. 
And if you've got your Bibles, um, just turn to it, Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5. Uh, you know, I, this morning when I was over at the mills, while you're turning there, I, I, met a little, I met a little boy named Cooper. And I thought to myself that, you know, that would have been what this would have been like to, to pull a little child out and, and this whole thing. And yet, yet what, is, what is it about these rope holders that he, he didn't seem upset that he wasn't honored and he'd, he, didn't seem, he didn't seem to be bothered by the fact that, that, that he was, that was just his job. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking about Luke chapter 5. Last week, Pastor Bill was in Luke chapter 4. I want you to look at Luke chapter 5 today because here's what it says. On one of those days, as Jesus was teaching, Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. Now, let me tell you something. At the mills or here this morning, there's three groups in this room today that are going to respond Some of you need healing in your body. And in just a moment, we're going to pray for the sick. We're going to invite you to be healed. How many of you believe God is here with the power to heal today? And that was the case. That was the case in this situation. And in just a moment, we're going to pray for the sick. Whether you're at the mills or here, we're going to pray for the sick. And we're going to believe for God to heal you. Because notice this story. Watch this story. There's a second group here today. And those are the people that are going to walk out of here with this piece of rope in just a moment. And you're going to, you're going to become rope holders. You're going to take this rope and you're going to go to people that couldn't be here today that are sick, family members and neighbors, and you're going to invite them to be healed and you're going to pray. Did you hear me? You're going to be the rope holders. And then there's a third group that's here today. And the third group is going to come with rope holders that are in the building at the mills and here. And they're going to bring you and they're going to make sure you get a copy of this book. Because today you are going to accept the invitation to follow Jesus. Look at this. Jesus was teaching and it says the power of the Lord was with him to heal. And behold, some men were bringing on a bed a man who was paralyzed. And they were seeking to bring him in and lay him before Jesus. These men had invited, had invited their friend who could not come on his own. So they were carrying the cot. Now, this is very interesting because we don't know how far they carried him. So there were, there were enough guys that they could carry the cot, at least four. And they're carrying this guy on a cot. They want to bring him to Jesus. And this is very interesting because all the other stories that you've talked about in this series on invite, 
It wasn't about that you had to carry them, that you had to bring them on a cot, that they were sick. This man had a condition. We don't know exactly what it was, but he was paralyzed. Whether he fell and he was injured or whether he was born that way, or we don't know. But we do know that he couldn't come on his own. And sometimes when you are inviting people to Jesus, it's because they can't do it on their own or they have conditions that don't allow them to come and you can bring them to Jesus and it may be because Jesus is the healer. Now this is very important because when the doctor says it's cancer, your mate has Alzheimer's. I just stood with a woman this week and her husband, his name is Marvin, has Lou Gehrig's disease. Now let me tell you something, folks. It isn't going to be very long and Marvin is not going to be able to go to church without someone pushing him in a wheelchair or carrying him on a cot. And these four men invited their friend to come and they carry him. They carry him to Jesus. Now watch this. And when they get there, it says they cannot get him inside because of the crowd. There's such a big crowd that's there listening to Jesus teach and wanting healing. They could not get him in. So watch this. This is incredible. This is something you, you two guys down here would do. They, they carry their friend up to the roof and they get the bright idea. They get the bright idea. Uh, this, this, is, this is a Donnie Marsh experience right here, okay? They decide they're going to carry their friend up to the roof and they're going to tear the roof off the house and they're going to lower their friend through the roof. <laughs> now, that's really interesting because this could have been a whole different story because what have you ever tried to lift someone on a cot? I'm not talking about the equipment we've got today. They had to carry this guy on the cot up the roof. Now you drop the guy and it's a resurrection story. Right? It changes. It becomes a whole different deal, right? So, so they get him up to the roof and they start tearing the roof off. Now, this is really interesting because it says they wanted to lower him through the tiles, okay? Now, in those days, it wasn't a, they could have had thatched roofs made of mud and thatch, but instead, this is a tile roof, which means this house belonged to a wealthy person. <laughs> I want to see you go and tear the roof off a wealthy person's house, see how that goes. Listen, when you're inviting people to Jesus, you take huge risks because you believe that if you'll be the rope holder and do just do your job, Jesus will do the rest. Do you believe it? Do you believe that if you will take healing and say, Jesus is the healer, and I want to pray for you. Oh, well, but, but, but what if they don't get healed? What if those guys would have asked that question? Well, what if we lower him all the way down here and he doesn't get healed? Maybe we shouldn't do it. No. They were not about. They decided they were going to be rope holders. And I want to tell you something. In Oakmont, in the greater Pittsburgh area, 
You, 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 people come here. People are coming to this area. They're bringing their children to children's hospital. They're bringing their children. They're bringing their children to the hospital systems that are here at the university and and the other. What do, what do you think when you see these people and you meet them? If you'll just ask them, oh, what brought you here? Oh, I brought my I brought my little child to children's, and they don't know what's wrong, or their child has leukemia. Oh. Oh, is, would it be okay if I pray for your child? Oh, no, no, no. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Yes, you can be a rope holder. Our marriage is, is in a mess. How many of you know some marriages that are in a mess? Listen, Jesus can heal those marriages. If you'll be the rope holder. You say, what are you talking about? Watch this. So they tear the tiles off the roof. Now, this is really interesting because think about this. What if one of the tiles would have fallen and hit Jesus? Now, we wouldn't have had the cross, but he still would have died and had him been resurrected. You know, I mean, I mean, just think about this. This would have been an absolute disaster. And that's what stops some of you from inviting people to Jesus is you're afraid it's going to turn into a disaster. Oh, what, what if they say no? Well, let me tell you something, folks. These guys pushed through, tore the roof off, and now they take the ropes. How else did they get them from the roof to the floor? They had to put ropes on the four ends of the cot. How many of you have ever tried to lower a grown man on a cot with four ropes and keep the ropes straight. How many of you know this story could have changed a lot? Okay? You got to picture this. You got to picture this when you read it. You're getting it. I see the smile on your face and you're thinking, I've done some dumb things like this before. <laughs> and your wife is going, I know him. You know. Listen, listen. They lower him down in front of Jesus. Now watch this. This is going to blow you away. This is going to blow you away. Here's what the Bible says. But finding no way to bring him in because of the crowd, they went up to the roof and they let him down with his bed through the tiles into the midst before Jesus. Verse 22 Look at this. And Jesus, watch this, saw their faith. Whose faith? Who does, whose faith does Jesus see? The rope holder's faith. Watch this. He sees their faith and he says to the man, Your sins are forgiven. Whose faith? The rope holder's faith. And Jesus forgives the sin. Now, let me tell you something today. Some of you have come to Riverside today. Who cleaned this building? Who set these chairs up at the mills? Who, who, who got everything together for the worship? Who practiced? Who put everything together? Who, who prayed 
Who prayed for you before you ever walked into this building? I don't know. I don't. You're exactly right. You don't know. Because those people that prayed in the middle of the night because God woke them up. Who gave the money in the previous offerings to pay for this building to be heated? To pay for this building to even be erected or to be where it is? Who's paying the rent on the mills? You say, I, I don't have a clue. You're exactly right. You don't. They're rope holders. See, you don't, you, don't, you, don't put, you don't put church services like this together. You don't pay the rent. You don't make anything happen in buildings like this without somebody being a rope holder. And do you know them? Do you know their name? Do you know who they are? Do you know where they came from? Do you know when they gave the money? Do you know when they got in this building and when they cleaned it and when they prayed? No, no, you don't know them. You know what? As a matter of fact, look at this, because here's what the scripture says. It says, because of their faith, Jesus says to the man, your sins are forgiven. Watch this. And then he says to the man, take up your bed and go home. So the man picks up this bed that they lowered him on, whether he threw it over his shoulder or whether he rolled it up, I do not know, and we do not know the exact, but we do know this, he picked it up and he walked out of there. Now wait a minute, wait a minute. By whose faith was this man's sin forgiven and by whose faith was this man healed? The rope holders. What does that mean? I don't know what you've come with today, sir. And you may have come here and your faith may be absolutely a disaster. Some of you may be in this room today and you don't have any faith. Some of you may be sitting right there at the mills right now and you're not sure that your marriage is going to make it through next week. You may be moving out this afternoon You may be here and it's your last opportunity and you're saying, the doctor told me I've got three months. I'm here to tell you something. Jesus has seen the faith of the people that prayed in the middle of the night. Jesus has seen the faith who gave an offering six months ago to keep the heat on. Jesus has seen the faith of the people who vacuumed this building, who rearranged the chairs. And he says, those people that are rope holders, those people that made it possible for this thing to even happen today so that you could be here and so that you could hear what's happening today from God's word. Here, I see their faith and because of their faith I'm going to forgive your sin and I'm going to heal you William Carey William Carey was the first missionary to India in just a few days I'm going to go to India I'm going to go to Calcutta William Carey was the first missionary to go to India and when he went his seven year old son caught a disease a a plague, and he died, terrible fever, died. And William Carey's wife had cared for him. For seven years, he had been in India, not one convert, not one person had chosen to follow Jesus, not one. Now his little boy is dead, and his wife literally, literally 
loses her emotional balance. She's, she's in, a, in a terrible condition, and she gets so low that she contracts the same fever, and she dies. Now he's lost his seven-year-old son. He's lost his wife. Seven years, not one person has chosen to follow Jesus. And they call them back to England. They call them back to England, and they said to William Carey, you don't have to go back. You do not have to go back. And William Carey gathered the businessmen in England. And he said to them this word. Listen to this. He said, if you will hold the ropes and support me to go back to India, lower me down to the gates of hell and I will pluck every one that I can from India and take them to heaven. Those businessmen made a decision they were going to be the rope holders for William Carey, and they sent him back, and they, they supported him. For the, net, for the rest of his life, William Carey stayed in India, translated the Bible into 21 different translations in different Indian dialect. Today, today, there are thousands and thousands and thousands that are coming to Christ in the fastest-growing nation in the world growing faster than China. Why? Because of rope holders. And when we get to heaven, who do you think God's going to say they are going to be rewarded for holding the ropes? You see, some of you sitting in this room today, some of you sitting in this room today have not understood that it's the power to hold the ropes. Why are we going to give you a piece of rope? For two reasons today. Number one, because in just a moment, you're going to turn to people to your right and to your left, in front of you and behind you, and you're going to be rope holders. You're going to ask them, would you like to receive the book to follow Jesus It's just a simple little step-by-step. It'll help you to follow Christ. And they're going to say, yes, I'd like to receive that book. And you know what you're going to do? You're going to ask them, okay, come on, let's go, and I'll help you get that book. I'll help you get that. And I'll help you because I'm going to be a rope holder today. I'm just going to invite you to come, and I'm going to get you that book. There's others of you that are going to walk out of here today. Listen, you're going to take your rope and then you're going to say, but I want to bring healing to people. Do you know this? Here's what we're going to do. In just a few moments, I'm going to ask you to come and if you want, we'll anoint your rope with oil because the Bible says that when there is sick among you, anoint them with oil and the prayer of faith will heal the sick. And so we're just going to anoint your rope so you can take your rope and you can tell the people that are sick. I heard this story from Luke chapter 5 and here's what it's all about. You're just going to tell the story. It's only going to take you about five minutes and then you're going to say, I'd like to pray for you, and we believe that you're going to be healed. You're going to invite them to trust Jesus. And then there's another group here today, and that's some of you that are sick. And we're going to pray for you. And God is going to heal you because we are going to invite you to be healed today. Would you bow your heads with me? at the mills and here today. Listen. You didn't understand that there was so much work that went in to making it possible for this to happen this morning. And all of that work has now been seen by Jesus. And Jesus 
is reaching to you. He is reaching to you and he's ready to forgive your sin. You say, but you don't know what I did. You don't know who I did it with. You don't know what's going on. Listen to me. It's not because you've got such great faith. It's because he takes the faith of all those, all those who are rope holders and adds it to whatever faith you do have or don't have. And he says, today, I'm going to forgive your sin. I'm going to forgive your sin. I'm going to give you a brand new start. I'm going to give you grace and mercy because of what they have done and what I did at the cross. And I today am going to invite you to give your life to Jesus. You're sitting here today. You say, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I'm following Jesus. I don't know that I'm really committed to Jesus. I don't know that, that, listen, because of the faith of all the people that made this morning possible, I can with faith invite you knowing Jesus is going to forgive your sin and he's going to give you grace and he's going to give you mercy. How many in this room would say thank you for the people? Thank you for the people that, that, that held the ropes for me and I remember the day that I, my sin was forgiven. My sin was forgiven. I remember that day and I know the day and I know that it's happened and my sin was forgiven not just because of my faith but because of the faith of the people that held the ropes for me. How many of you know that that's happened in your life? Would you just lift your hand today? Would you just, sure, sure, sure. You may take it down. Now listen. There were a lot of you that didn't lift your hand in both campuses because you're not sure that you've received the gift, the gift of forgiveness. But because the rope holders have done their job, they've prayed. There's probably been some little lady that was woken up in the middle of the night. There's probably been some, 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 some fixed income retiree that put some money in the offering plate to keep the church going. And Jesus has seen it. And he said, because of that woman, I'm going to forgive the sin on October 27th of that person that comes. Listen, you are now being you are going to receive because of the rope holders that have made it possible for you today. If you could not lift your hand, whether you're at the mills or whether you're in this auditorium that I'm standing in right here in Oakmont, listen to me. If you couldn't lift your hand a moment ago, I'm going to count to three. And if you want to receive forgiveness of sin, if you want to, receive, if you want to follow Jesus, I want you when I get to three to throw your hand straight up in the air. When you do, when you throw your hand straight up in the air, Jesus is going to grab your hand just like he did that man on that cot. And he's going to say, your sin is forgiven today. Are you ready? Are you ready? Right now, I'm going to count to three. If you couldn't lift it before, because of the faith of the rope holders combined with yours in lifting your hand, Jesus is going to forgive your sin today. What he did at the cross makes it possible to give you this gift. When I get to three, lift it. One, two, three. Lift it right there. Yes, 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 yes. You may take it down. Pray with me. Let's pray right out loud. And everybody in this room, now we're going to join as rope holders and those that we're holding the rope for today, I want us to pray together. Let's pray right out loud. Let's pray right out loud. Let's pray together. Jesus, that's it. Jesus, today, thank you that you're not angry at me. You have not given up on me. You went to the cross. You paid the price. You became my ultimate rope holder. 
And now you see the faith of all the other rope holders. I don't even know their names. But they were faithful. And because of their faith, and because of what you did, Jesus, today I receive your forgiveness. I receive your mercy. I receive your grace. I receive a brand new start. You're forgiving my sin. Thank you, Jesus. Now look right here at the mills and here in this auditorium. I want everyone to stand to their feet at the mills and here in this building as well. Just stand up. That's it. Just stand up. That's it. Everybody stand. Now you're going to become rope holders. You're going to become rope holders. You're going to turn to someone next to you and you're going to invite them to come and receive a copy of this booklet that's going to help them answer questions that are going to come at them tonight and tomorrow. They're going to start a journey with Jesus. Their sin is forgiven, but now there you have to walk and fight the doubts. But because of you today, they're going to receive something they can look at and it'll help them walk step by step, take the next step, take the next step, take the next step. And they can walk in faith because a rope holder. And guess what? They're going to remember that you were the rope holder that brought them to receive this. I'm going to ask pastoral team members to come and to be ready to give these to people today. I want all the rest of you in this room, I want you to turn over at the mills and here today. I want you to turn to the people behind you, next to you, in front of you. And I just want you to ask this simple question. Would you like to receive that booklet? Would you like to receive that booklet to follow Jesus today? And if they say yes, or I think so, or yes, I do, or give an indication they want the booklet, listen to me. Whether it's the first time you're surrendering to Jesus or a recommitment, it doesn't matter. If you want the booklet today, when someone turns to you and says, would you like that booklet, they're being a rope holder, say yes. And together, the two of you, I want you to walk out and I want you to make sure that person receives this booklet. You hear me? You're going to be a rope holder. Jesus is going to see your faith. Okay? Are you ready? Turn. Turn and ask them right now. Invite someone to come. They're at the mills and here today. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then bring them. That's it. Bring them to receive this today. That's it. Though there were many who lifted their hand today. Come on. Come on. Bring them. Bring them to receive this today. That's it. If nobody asks you to come, but you want a copy, come on. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. From the side wing. That's it. Just bring them today. This is, this is great. This is great. This is great. That's it. That's it. Rope holders are going to give you a copy today. They're going to give you a copy. Of, there's two little booklets, including this one right here. They're going to give you this here by Max Licato as well. And you're going to receive that today. You're going to receive that today. This is great. This is great. This is great. This is great. Yep, give them both copies. This is great. This is tremendous. Isn't this great? Just say thank you, Jesus. Now, now, there's a second group. There's a second group. There's a group here today that wants 
to take their rope and take it to people that need healing in their bodies, in their emotions, in their marriages, in their homes. Whatever you know, wherever you know there's someone that needs healing today, here's what I want you to do. I want you to bring your rope are you ready? And I want, we're just going to take and we're just going to pray over you and we're going to anoint, we're going to anoint and we're going to let you go to invite people to receive healing from Jesus. But there's a third group here today. There's some that need healing today, okay? There's some that need healing today. And as my friend, as my friend Dave begins to sing in just a moment and Chad begins to sing in just a moment, here's what I want you to do. If you need healing today, I want you to come and I want you to believe as I invite you, how many of you believe Jesus is going to heal people today? Just like he turned to that man and said, take up your bed and walk on home, go home. And he took that bed. How many of you believe we're going to hear some testimonies because we invited that people are going to be healed today? Okay? So if you want to take healing to somebody or if you need to be healed today and if you... If you need someone to come with you, just say, come on, I want to go. Go with me. And they will because they're rope holders today. Come on. I want you to step out. They're at the mills and here today. Come on, step out. We're going to come. I'm going to step down and I'm going to pray for you. We're going to let these guys lead us in worship. And we're going to pray because God's here today. Thank you for listening to the Riverside Community Church Podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.riversideconnect.org.